This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. In CISO. Oh, it's fabulous! A strike to get you up off your seat! Hello, welcome to Seagull Social Season 4 episode. It could be literally any episode as far as Ben's concerned. Um, it could be episode 12, as I think it is, or it could be episode 15. Ben has absolutely no idea what time of the day it is at the minute, and um, I think it's brilliant. This is this is the sort of content that people subscribe to see your social for. If you've watched us for the past three years, you'll know that Ben likes going out for a drink. However, you probably haven't seen him <laughs> quite in a state like he is this morning. This is brilliant stuff. I mean, I mean, we are about 30 minutes late, and... Um, <laughs> It's like it's like Southern Rail. I mean, Ben, how how are you, mate? Are you, are you feeling all right? The only positive is that we won. Oh, that, and also Ryan, Ryan's got a new mic, so he probably sounds a little bit better. And I've got a new mic. I am yeah. in such a bad state. It's what, ben, 10, what 4, happened last 10, night? Well, you now. need to tell us. Tell the viewers. Yeah, it's at ten forty now. I got back at four a.m. and that's that's all there is to it, really. Why were you back at 4 a.m. So then? What was what was going on? It's fair. Bumped into some Ajax fans at um, the Fiddler's Elbow in Brighton. If you know, you know. Shout out the Fiddler's Elbow. It's one of the few pubs that stays open really late. Same as Molly Malone's, but did not want to go there and get a disease. So, yeah, bumped <laughs> into some Ajax fans, which was quite fun. They were pretty cool, pretty sound. Um, they were just disappointed with their season and how shambolic their club is. And to be fair, I agree with them. They were absolutely abysmal yesterday. People saying they're worse than Luton, which is yeah. insane. True. I would go as far to say that they are. I, I think that the the of all the teams to come to the Amex yesterday, uh, this season, sorry, they are by far the worst. By far the worst team that I've seen coming to the Amex this season. And I'm so surprised. I mean, I knew that people said that they're not very good. But that was that was some performance from Ajax. I mean, it was it was shocking. But at the same time, to put it on a positive spinner, because we have just won our first ever European game, first ever European win. Doesn't feel like never it. in a million years. <laughs> never in a million years did we think that we'd be saying that in 2023 Brighton would be winning games against Ajax at home at the Amex 
for the Europa League. It's just it's actually mind blowing when you put it like that. Um, but let's let's get into the game a little bit, Ben, if you don't mind. I mean, look, I try to remember. It. Um, first half. <laughs> First half, we had a few chances. We we really dominated possession yesterday. I think it's going to be one where, you know, obviously a lot of fans, I don't know around you, Ben, if you remember, but around me, um, a lot of fans were, I don't want to say negative, but they were completely negative. Like, even at 2-0 up, like, they were saying that, you know, we need to go forward more. We need to pass it more. We need to go do this more. And I was thinking this is probably one of the best professional performances that we've done under Zerbi. Just... Just that that job of just getting the job that getting the job done, if you like, and mm. seeing the game out, killing the game dead. All of those old cliches is exactly what we did yesterday. Um, I don't know about you, Ben, but that first that first half was pleasantly surprising. It's a good job we went in one nil up. I think because yeah. it it just helped the cause. I think we just needed that confidence boost. Hundred percent. Yeah, that that goal for the first half was so crucial. Um, even if it was a shoddy goal, like it was, you know, a goal is a goal, and we need every single one. At least it wasn't a penalty because most of our goals in Europe have been penalties, really, from Jao Pedro. Um, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, going one and up was was so was so huge. I feel like we might have had to maybe chase the game in the second half if we hadn't done that chasing the goal, where maybe Ajax would have sat back a bit more and found it a bit harder to actually get the win. But yeah, I definitely say that's crucial. And I kind of yeah, I think I wouldn't say people were frustrated because again we were two and up against Ajax and we needed those three points. However, we won, but like. Ajax was so shocking and it felt like the last half an hour we were just passing it around the back the whole game. Didn't really mm. take the game to them, really. That's what it felt like anyway, just, just passing around the back and just waiting for the final whistle to go. You know, They might as well have killed the game at like 60th minute and just gone, right, let's go home or let's go to the pub. Um, they, they probably should have done that, but yeah. That's what it felt like. They just the Ajax gave up. They had nothing. They, they gave absolutely nothing to that game. Mm, yeah, I agree. There was there was nothing from them, and I think that it was it was a good job done by us in the sense of you know that passing around that that sort of just killing it off, giving them no hope, wasn't it? Really, it was. It's when we used to play against City like years and years ago when we first got promoted, or when we when have we played a bigger side to be fair, and it's that feeling of every pass. It's just another draining pass because you've got to go chase it again when you know you're not going to get even a touch of the ball. I mean, it was it was Brighton at their best um, for a, for a large portion of it, but it was also yeah, just that feeling. There's a mixture, isn't there? There's a fine line between really really bad performance and totally totally different class. Um, I would say that it wasn't even close in in terms of quality. Um, there was really, I mean, if I was to go through and say anything that Ajax did last night, apart from smashing up Brighton Station, and actually, to be fair to their <laughs> credit, pretty decent fans, apart from the um, the ones that cause a bit of fights. Um, that's yeah, what the media I heard, will show you I heard, versus what the actual people are like. Yeah, I heard some people, um, someone that I know was like run, uh, like chased onto a train as well by the Ajax fans. Um, and then in the stadium, they weren't, <laughs> they weren't too noisy. There was a few of them that were quite noisy. Um, and then apparently yeah, at the right, end, right. they were they were like really pissed off with the team and they were calling them over being like, come on, come on, let's have a chat. Because we've seen it recently where like Union Berlin more recently this week, their fans had a go at them because they've lost like nine in a row or haven't won in nine. Um, and then remember AC yeah. Milan last season where their ultras are like having a go at all the players on the pitch. So it happens, Ajax mm-hmm. thought they were going to do it as well, but I don't think the Ajax uh, players wanted to have any of that really. I, honestly, they were so bad mm-hmm. and it was quite, it was a bit of an anticlimax, wasn't it really last night? Because... Three points is a very, very good thing. And I'm 
yeah, I think it felt like it felt like an anticlimax just because of how poor they were. They didn't really show up and make it a game. We just scored two goals mm. and we we're like, right, cool, cheers for the three points onto the next one. It just felt like that, really. Yeah, I'm not complaining because we got three points. I suppose like so. I said before the game, it was a must win. I would happily have taken the three points anyway, but I thought it would be a bit more exciting from my point of view. Mm. I I don't really know what I expected because obviously, as I say, you you hear so much, don't you, um, when people say that you know so-and-so is on bad form they haven't really got a good enough side you sort of hear those things but you never really quite know what they're going to be like ben's gone i'll just do the podcast on my own actually i think that's probably the better option um so yeah i'm gonna i'm so gonna go through, my nose. Um, a couple of players <laughs> i'm gonna go for a couple of players a lot we got, i want to just say lewis dunk that header if, if you know what one i'm on about where it sort of loops up into the air and Lewis Dunk just sort of heads it back to the goalkeeper. And it was such a minimal thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was so class. And it was just... I was I was a little bit worried going into the game. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't quite convinced that, you know, despite what everyone was saying about Ajax, I still thought, you know, it's still Ajax. We're still Brighton. You know what we're like. We, we, we always, you know, bottle these sort of occasions. As soon as Dunk did that, I just thought, yeah, that's... that's if we're he's, in good if hands. he's okay, I'm okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Do you do you agree with me? A hundred percent. Yeah, I think it, that was the first half, wasn't it? When that happened, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, he was unbelievable. Um, as as always, I'm trying to think who else had a. No one really had a poor game as well, obviously, because Ajax was so abysmal. Yes. Um. Mm. Yeah, there's not really much to say, much to say on the player performances. I can't really think there. It wasn't really a standout. James Milner lasted long, which was incredible. Um, I know we were quite James annoyed when, when we saw that he was starting. Yeah, he was, but he also had no one to defend. So that made, that probably helped. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not a James Milner hater. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> but people were saying James Milner played well. Yeah, he did. But, I mean, he was playing against no one, really. No one was really t- causing him any trouble I mean, to kind of test it. No, no one was he, testing he him, of... really. But he was good, obviously, going forward. True. He was good. Yeah, quite a few good challenges as well. Um, you know, the typical sort of last oh, yeah. Milner challenges. Yeah, I, I love them. Um, and that's, that's good. That's what you need. Um, I think Milner on the right, I don't know why we tried it because it, it was so obvious it wasn't working. On Milner on the left, on the other hand, he has done it for Liverpool before. And if that is a position he can fill, at least until Purvis is back, then so be it. That's, that's not as bad as, as, what sort of it was the other day. Um, I thought Milner had a great game. I think game. it is I bad. I thought it was right. good for him. It is bad because go on. Why? If that was any, if that was a good footballer that he was up against, then it, we probably would have seen, seen him in trouble. I know that's harsh to say, but I mean, just from what we've seen this season, every time he's been had someone run at him that has a little bit of pace. If we're talking FIFA, a bloke that's got forty pace is going to beat James Milner to a sprint. If we're talking in FIFA terms. And yesterday, he had no one. It was basically oh like God. some random bloke was on the pitch that he was having to mark. Um, again, I don't want to sound like James Miller. Hey, I'm not. I think he's a very good player. He's one unbelievable career he's had. But just to stress the point. This is like taking not, the mood down, Ben. Taking the mood down. Yeah, no, we should. Obviously, we'll go back to positive afters. But yeah, he's 38 years old. He should not be playing fullback. And that's not his fault. That's obviously the club's fault for not having the depth there to, you know, have, a, have an actual left Fair back enough. or right back playing there. No, I'll take your point. Um, I think it's definitely worth noting though, the attack force. Um, Simon Adingra um, was, was very sharp. He's so quick off the mark, um, Adingra. It's almost like having another Tarek Lamptey, but as a forward 
and that actually has like a decent amount of end product as well. Uh, he's he's so sharp, really really quick. Always seems to get past his man. Um, decent skill range as well. Like you know, we we haven't really had a skillster for a while, have we? But he likes to take players on. Loves a good little chop back inside. Um, and that got us onto that second goal, didn't it? Obviously, it sort of came from him and Gilmore, who again was very very good. Billy Gilmore um, pulling the strings in that midfield before Belaber came on. Um, and yeah, <laughs> right, he, he keeps I saw someone's across. comment. Last week on our um, IX preview, it was like, I don't think there's one Brighton fan that loves rates get Billy Gilmore as highly as Ryan had said. <laughs> that was very true. I Actually, a lot of, some fans do yeah. love him, but you are his number one fan. And I, obviously, I can see why, because he is, he is very I, classy. I, because, right, and this and this was, people used to say the same to me about um, Dale Stevens. People used to say the same to me about Stephen Alzate. People, I, I, midfielders, people just don't give enough credit to. Like they will just see, and it speaks to the volume of the people that are around you at games after time because they just start shouting, saying sideways, backwards, sideways, backwards. You you just don't understand football if that's how you view centre midfielders. You need to, especially in Deserbi's philosophy, if you've got midfielders that are willing to receive the ball from pretty much anywhere on the turn, up against pressure, in between spaces, breaking lines, perfect. If they can then play that ball backwards, sideways, or forwards, or turn with the ball, perfect. So how people can't rate Gilmore as highly as I do, if that's what you say, I would say that's that's insane. And I, I don't know, maybe people maybe people just don't see it like I do. Maybe I'm a vision. No, I'm joking, but I just I just <laughs> find that odd. Um, and yeah. the same the same applies to um, sort of Dale Stevens when we had him on a much lower quality. Don't get me wrong, I love Dale, but obviously wow. he's not the level that we're at now. Don't remember he but po- he pogged top, Paul Pogba. Yeah, top class for us though. He, he was brilliant and carried us through the championship. Without him, we probably wouldn't have got promoted. The the record without him, if you remember, was awful. Um, and 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 people then called him Mister Boring, sort of thing. Milner got the same similar treatment when he was at City, when he was at Liverpool. It was always you know Mister Boring. Um, you know they called Warren. him like Ribena and all that, didn't they? So Boring yeah. James Milner. So you know. But without those sort of players, you can't have a winning team. That's that's the, literally the, the basics of what you need. I wouldn't even say Gilmore's that boring, to be honest. I would say he's probably a bit more no, not at all. flary than a lot of others. Mm. But yeah, I would find that odd if you don't rate Billy Gilmore. I think if you don't rate Billy Gilmore, you don't understand football. Do you remember that quote that Graham Potter said back in um, for Dan Byrne? He said, if you don't rate Dan Byrne, you don't understand football. And it's a very similar thing. I think I think Brighton fans definitely do rate Billy Gilmore for sure. And like, yeah, as, as the weeks go on, I think yeah, I think people will probably be on your on your wavelength of because I remember you said you, you see him as a future captain. I think maybe we, as weeks go on, people are kind of understanding that and seeing that there is that leader and he is so vital to our team. Yeah, but when the he thing play. is, well, I'll say that now, but I'm like I'm talking if he's stuck around for six years. Like I'm not talking in the next two years he's going to be captain. Don't get me wrong, I wouldn't put it past the guy because he seems very. Who do you reckon would be? You know, when Dunk, in control. God, God forbid. Duck does retire. Who would be the captain in the squad right now? I guess Gross, maybe. Would you give it to Gross? In the squad right now? Yeah. I'd give it to Gross, possibly. Um, Jason Steele, probably not. Um, no, thanks. Who else have you got thanks, in there that's no sort thanks. of established? Veltman, maybe. Um, you could maybe oh my give God, it to speaking Veltman, of Jason Steele, he's a similar age to Dunk. We Go kept on. a clean sheet. We kept a clean sheet. <laughs> we did, yeah. Unbelievable. Scene. First clean sheet in May. Am I right in saying the Emirates? Yeah, like fifteen games or something like that, which is insane. Mm. 
What an awful run. Yeah, we actually kept a clean sheet. That's incredible. That is nuts. Good for us. Yeah, no, Look at us go. We did keep a clean sheet. This is what I'm saying. So this is this is what I'm trying to say. These these sort of games, right? You need to kill the game dead. And uh, uh, the way we killed the game dead was perfect in-game management. Yeah, you don't you can't just kill a game dead by not by not making the right decisions from the manager and from the players. The way that it was all the way from the beginning was pretty much especially that second half I say since that fatty goal which goes down as probably one of my favorite goals I love the way that Anzu Fatty strikes the ball I think it's so Barcelona and um I don't know if you remember when Lionel Messi used to score so many goals for Barca and so many of them whenever he scored like <laughs> if a, you remember, you remember the when Messi scored, scored against goals. yeah obviously which one? do you remember the goal he's the hat trick he got against City um in Champions League a long time oh, when he sat like, James Milner on his ass. 17 it might have been Milner actually and yeah, um, funny, all of them it? were that's like little ironic. just taps in weren't they would like like sort of lob the goalkeeper little chips little de- little mm. touches that's exactly what Fatty has when he scores that one at City he hasn't blasted it he sort of just placed it in but it's just enough yeah, to just roll finish. past the keeper and again yesterday the way that first touch little touch past the keeper mate I've wanted to see someone like that at Brighton for so long so to just say even if it, it's one it season um it's it's just like it's perfect football, isn't it? I did have a bit of a pinch me moment when I was in when I was watching the game. I was like, we're playing Ajax, and I was just seeing Ansu Fati try and run, chase someone. I was pressing someone. I was like, I know we say it every podcast, it might be boring, but like how far we've come is just nuts. Being Ajax two 0 yeah, a Barcelona Barcelona number ten playing for Brighton of Albion, scoring a goal. It's just yeah, it's, it is nuts when you look at it in that perspective. But yeah, I did have a little bit of a pinch me pinch me moment yesterday. What do you make of Ansu Fati playing? Because obviously, first the first sort of half hour, maybe you could say he wasn't quite in the game. I thought the last, <laughs> so I thought it was the last ten fifteen minutes of the first half was good, and then the second half I thought he was good again. Um, obviously, got his goal. Um, had a good cameo against City. Um, for you, how's how's Ansu Fati ranking in in sort of your estimation so far? I hope this doesn't sound stupid, but it probably will. If he had, if he didn't score against City and didn't score against um, Ajax, I think people would say he's been pretty poor. And I, but even though he has scored, he still hasn't like set the world alight. If that makes sense, he still hasn't had like a oh my yeah. god what performance, which we're kind of waiting for and expecting. And I guess that is just the expectation you have when you sign someone from Barcelona who's the number ten who took a shirt off. Messi, like you're expecting to him to set the world like and have these unbelievable yeah. individual performances, but then equally, which he has it's not, a player he hasn't had. Yeah, and also he's had a huge injury, lost all his confidence in football. Um, you know, it's quite well documented, wasn't it, that he's like literally hit the bottom of the barrel, sort of with confidence. So it's been a case of basically real bit rebuilding Anzu Fati. It's not the Anzu Fati that was. There's also. You know, our team isn't a team of individuals like some football clubs. Like we're very, very much a team full of players, <laughs> players yes. that work for the team. It's not like in, yes, yeah, not like right. It's the Ansu Fati show. Give him the ball all the time. It's you don't have those kind of standouts maybe as you would in some other teams. So he's playing for everyone yeah. else, not just himself. So maybe that's why his performances mm-hmm. might go unseen as well. Potentially, you know, he's not. He doesn't. He's not yeah. like a selfish player in that respect. Yeah, no, I I agree. Xao um, Pedro as well, obviously got on a score sheet in the first half. Um, had a couple of chances beforehand. I think he had one where he sort of broke through. Um, 
could have scored. I, I probably wouldn't have expected him to score. A goal would have been nice from there, but I think it was a bit of a tight angle. Uh, obviously, his finish came from a rebound from, I think it was Anzu Fatty had the shot, actually. Um, and then he sort of followed it in. Um, Matoma or Fatty? It was one of the two. Um, <laughs> by the way, can we just, can I just say before I make my point on Jao Pedro, that front four, if we can get them all working, Matoma, Jao Pedro, Anzu Fatty, and Simona Dingra, is a mad front four. I mean, think about it for a minute. That's the Brighton of Albion front four. That's insane. Mm. If we can get all of them working, my, and my only issue is there's no, Pedro. there's no striker there. There's no, there's no actual striker, is there? He's a. I don't think no, Pedro but then you don't need it. Well, we've got Evan Ferguson then, if you wanted to go like that. To be fair, um, who again is 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 such a good centre forward. Um, I do, yeah, I do probably agree that maybe in depth we could do, you know, if if it's a case of Fatty's not scoring, Pedro's not scoring, and Evan Ferguson, as we know, gets quite injured regularly, then maybe it's a case for, yeah. I, I think there was a Giassi or something like that, wasn't it, that we were linked to a while ago. Now it's got a release clause or something, which Fabrizio what, put the out. Stuttgart guy. So I wouldn't be too surprised to see if we went for him. Yeah, is he Stuttgart? I think he's German yeah. somewhere. Um, yeah, he's got um, something like that. He scored a few goals. 12 this goals season. in nine games. Yeah. He's also 27. Yeah. He's not like yeah. a youngster. So he screams going, he screams like a Palace signing or a West Ham signing, that bloke. I think, yeah, true. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think But sometimes you need it, signings yeah, like that, you know? I know, but I feel like he's, mm. he's one of them players that, you know, he's doing unbelievable this season. I think he only scored 10 goals last season. He signs for West Ham in January and then he never scores a goal again. I feel like he's probably going to be one of them players. <laughs> the amount of times they've done that is actually mental. Too. Yeah. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Um, okay, so yeah, anyway, Jao Pedro uh, obviously got his goal. I think you could tell by his celebration, apart from the weird sort of <laughs> whatever he's doing with his face, I don't even know. Um, I don't know if you've seen those photos of Pedro in his face or going like that. Yeah, yeah fairs. Um, but... Yeah. He's needed that, hasn't he? He hasn't had a really many goals from out. I think it's only a second from open play. Um, he scored a lot of penalties in, in that, but he's, he's obviously got it about him. He's very good in the dribble. He's, he's very good coming forward. Um, clearly very, very good sort of mentality wise scoring the penalties that he has done. Ben, what do you assess of Jao Pedro, not just as a goal scorer, but sort of as a player? And I'm going to ask you and press you while you're munching. Mm, so yeah, I've had about a flapjack. Um, what do I think of Jao Pedro? Um, sorry, let me quick, quick finish. Maz is watching this. He's going to be so so. What the hell are you boys doing? Looking um, at the camera, like, what is going on? I think his maybe he's been underwhelming. Would that be fair, Jao Pedro? Yes, he scored an unbelievable and important goal against Marseille. I say unbelievable. Maybe just in the moment was unbelievable. He scored a penalty against Marseille. Brilliant. 
Scored two pens against Athens. Brilliant. Um, has he scored a good goal for us? I'm trying to run my memory, my mind back. I can't think of one. Maybe he hasn't. I'm missing it. What do you define as good goal, though? Not from the penalty spot. <laughs> from the six-yard box. Um, I don't know. No, he, I guess... Yeah, I don't know. I just think maybe his start has been underwhelming. That might be unfair to say, but I that's how I feel at this moment in time. That, anyway, we, we spent a bit of money on the kid. And I think if you say he's delivered from the penalty spot, which is true, he has delivered in that sense. But I just think maybe in his performances, he hasn't, similar to Anthony Fatty, maybe hasn't yeah, had that. He hasn't had that, wow, we've got a Shao Pedro moment or performance yet. Again, could be wrong. Do you remember... Um, do you remember I said on the podcast a couple of couple of times ago where I said it's all just a bit of a work in progress at Brighton, and someone made a good point in my Twitter actually, and they said that you you'll notice a lot of like partnerships starting to form. Obviously, we know that we all want Gilmore and Belaber to start together, but we know that also Gilmore and Gross actually work very well together. You've then got Van Hecker and Dunk now starting to sort of link up a little bit, you know, the, and obviously Fatty and Jao Pedro are obviously two players that. Deserby clearly from the start has wanted to be like a like a partnership. Then you've got Adingra and, uh, and Matoma on either side, very 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 capable. Um, so do you think it's just a case of time with with Pedro with Fatty? I'm not saying Fatty is going to stay here past this year, um, but say in an imaginary world he did, and you had him and Pedro sort of as a link up duo, it would just be one of them that just takes that time, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, that, that's true because we've we've been complaining in the past few episodes where we haven't had that consistency with any of the players. So, like, if you play football manager, yeah. you understand that when you play a certain amount of players uh, t- together, you end up getting the green links. <laughs> oh, football manager! So, football manager. In that sense, in that sense, <laughs> in real life, it's true. But yes, it's if, true. If you're not if you're not playing yeah. consistent with someone, you're never going to form that bond, and you're never going to get that. Consi- well, you're never going to get that like. Yeah, that level of chemistry with them because you're just constantly changing. And then next week you've got Eagle next year instead of Van Heck, or next week Gilmore's not in the team. You've got Tahoud playing. It's never going to, yeah, you're yeah. never going to ro- get that form if you're constantly chopping and changing. And we've seen that because we have had some poor results because of this constant changing. So, yeah, I think it's only going to benefit yeah. us if we do stick to the same spine, which we've been asking for, haven't we, really? But constantly, we want that. At yeah. least, I'm happy to swap the midfielders around, wherever. But I think the mo- the key the key for us is having Dunk play next to someone consistent- consistently. Um, whether that's Van Heck, probably I'd rather have have Van Heck dying really over Eagle. Yeah, I was going to say that's Eagle the question: is it is it Van Heck or Eagle to you? Yeah, Van Heck for sure. Also, some Ajax fans laughed at yeah. me when I called him JP Van Heck. They were like laughing because we really? call him JP, but yeah, that, that's how it is. It's also his Instagram username, so I don't know why they were laughing, but yeah. Yeah, they, I know. He, I think he, like, everyone calls him JP, don't they? Like the, the club called him JP. Um, obviously, uh, Roberto calls him JP. So clearly, it's it's a name. I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> maybe maybe we're overdoing it. Um, I'm gonna just um, send the voice message here that uh, Maz has given us very kindly. Oh, yeah. He's on his way to Birmingham this morning, um, so he left nice and early for condolences. The yeah, very, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm gonna gives me time. What is it? Fifty nine seconds. Yeah, it's fifty nine seconds. Gives me time to um. Oh, give me something flapjack. Yeah, you you fully you fully interrupted the entire thing there, Ben. So anyone that was listening to that now is a collision of audio. Right. All right. From now on, Maz. Um, again, we haven't listened to this, so we don't actually know what it's gonna be. Firstly, apologies for the audio. 
I'm on a train. But uh, unbelievable night last night. It was great to uh, see our first ever win in European football, so up the Albion. However, we've got to talk about Ajax. They were absolute shambles. Uh, you can tell they're low on confidence, got nothing about them going forward. Defensively, they look a bit better than I think they have in previous games, but yeah, they were poor, poor last night. Even the atmosphere from the Ajax fans were was dim and didn't bring anything to sort of up their team. Uh, but yeah, no, and to talk about Brighton, we were brilliant. I thought we'd done really, really well uh, on the attack. Looked a bit more fluid. I really like Ansu Fati in the ten, um, and yeah, we just looked so much, so much better. Hopefully now we can get a bit of consistency, a little bit more uh, fight and going forward, and a bit more consistency both on uh, form and also from Robert Deserby's team selection as well. So hopefully we can get a bit more consistency, and uh, yeah, just keep smashing it up the Albion. Cool. Um, Interesting, because I mean, we just said that, didn't we? I agree we? with some of his points. About yeah, yeah. I mean, we said about the the fact of also um, Ajax, but I think it's worth noting about what he said, yeah, about that consistency. Because, yeah, it's definitely needed. Um, we've had a bit of a rough patch, haven't we? And I think that's why I was so happy with how we killed the game off yesterday. As I said, it, it probably sounds so boring, but it's been so necessary to have to just get that clean sheet and to just get that win, uh, you know, and play the way that we know we can, you know, knocking the ball around, holding the ball at the back, inviting pressure, not that there was too much of it. But that's what we want. And I think that that's what um, definitely is going to help us out going into Fulham because, you know, Fulham, notoriously, we don't beat them. I know this isn't a Fulham preview, uh, yeah. although it probably could be, to be fair, because we haven't got very long until um, <laughs> we play them. We've only got a turnaround of mm. a day. Haven't we? Should we just do it in one video or do you want to do it in two? It's up to you. Um, do I have the effort uh we can I've probably got, do it mate, here can't we hour. no let's we can do it here we can do like a 10 minute okay preview for let's them, do it now we? yeah excellent I think, unless there's so anything more to talk um, about ajax what there oh there really, is, is there? but i mean it's helping my point that i was on about i mean the fact that we were oh, okay. very good going into this fulham game it's it's very helpful i think and that's why i was sort of mm. putting that link in there because you know, we don't beat Fulham. We know that. They're a bit of a bogey team. Um, it gives you that little bit more confidence that I think everybody's needed. As I say, Lewis Dunk, Roberto Zerbi all come out in the media and said that we're in a, a weird patch of form that no one can quite put their finger on. I think it's kind of obvious in terms of what we've lost in the summer. Then, you know, it's obviously been a bit of a, a strange moment to try and recover from that. We haven't really replaced, have we? It's all been a bit difficult. Um, start, we've been playing more games. Players are under more pressure. Um, Deserby said in the presser um, last week that um, obviously the players are working harder than they did last season um, because of the amount of games that they've got, because of the amount of expectation that's gone up. And rightly as well, by the way, rightly the expectations has gone up because, you know, the club set a higher precedent. And against Fulham, um, Ben, I'm not going to ask you directly for your prediction, but do you think it's enough to to give us that confidence going into a Premier League game on Sunday? Because it's only a couple of days away. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, I think it will. And also, yeah, Jason still will be absolutely buzzing that he finally got a clean sheet, bless him. Um, so that'll be positive. Uh, but then again, d- does that does that even matter? Because will it be Verbruggen playing? Um, maybe it matters well, for yeah. the defence as well. That's a that's a positive because I'd like to think most of that defence will start against Fulham, whether they do or not. Mm. Who who bloody knows? Veltman has to start every week. It, it's a, it's oh, he, as simple oh, as that. Oh, he does. Veltman he, has to he start every week does. until he gets injured. Yeah, no, he absolutely does. I absolutely love Veltman. 
Like he's, he's, he's class. Like we say every week, like he's just, he's, he's your guaranteed seven out of 10. He's your, and he's probably one of yeah. our only right backs really as well, which is probably why we need him to play because no one wants James Milner at right back again. Um, so I think in that, in that sense, yes, Bateman has to start. Will he play Van Heck again? Maybe not. Maybe he brings Eagle in just to rest his legs, just to rest Van Heck's legs. But I'd like to think that Lewis Dunk's obviously going to start. That's, that's the main one. Um, you know, you'd expect mm. Evan Ferguson maybe to start. Had a few minutes against Ajax last night. Um, yeah, Ferguson's yeah, been he, in strange form, hasn't he, since his illness, you would call it. Um, he, he's, he's not really come back, has he? I think he he was quite... Um, he's normally good at holding the ball up. And I don't want to call him weak, because he's certainly not weak. But he's definitely getting shrugged off the ball a, a bit more than probably he would have done before. Um, so probably that's one thing that he'll look at and think, OK, well... You know, to get himself goals again, he's got to start sorry, putting. Sorry, that, I was absolutely creasing you doing calling, it again. You calling him weak? That's so funny. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. He's not. He's certainly not weak. So that's what I mean. Yeah. It's, it's weird because he's he was almost getting shrugged off it a little bit more. So when he came back into that side, I just thought it's a bit. It's not quite the Ferguson that we're used to, if you like. Is that, that's what I'd call it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I didn't want to use the term weak because it's a it's a very 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 harsh word. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think going into that that Sunday game, whether it's João Pedro, whether it's Fer- I probably keep João Pedro personally because I just think as we say, if we want to start these partnerships forming, the only way to do it is to play. Um, actually, worth mentioning um, Facundo Buonanotte. Uh, I thought actually his first signs coming on, I was happy. I was happy, mate. Yeah. You don't do. He had a few turns, few touches, way, way better than we've seen Facundo so far. Hundred percent better than we've seen Facundo so far. You can see it. The way the way that he was turning is better. He, before he would turn and he wouldn't really know what to do with it. This time he was going forward. Tried a couple of nutmegs. I think he won a couple of corners going forward. That's what you want, um, I think. No, to be fair, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll cut him some slack. I think, yeah, I can see the signs of a player there for sure yeah okay that's fair enough yeah he is 18 years old um he can only just have a drink which is quite mad i think but yeah he does yeah he's getting involved in the game a little more um which i think we never used to really see from him did we and yeah he would kind of go he missing was always on but, the wing, yeah, he, wasn't he and, and wrongly he should never yeah. have been a winger yeah i guess that's just you know we have so many good players it's hard for him to get 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 game time and obviously i think we even tried to get him out alone didn't we uh, in the in the summer, Zerbi yeah. even said it in one of his press conferences. He was like, "Yeah, he needs to get he needs to get some games under his belt, a bit like Sarmiento. Like we need to see Sarmiento play thirty eight games this season. I think we need to see Fagunda get get some minutes to actually understand him a bit better and see the player and potential that is there. Because you know, Tevez said that he was like the next coming of Messi, didn't he? And we haven't really seen that yet, obviously. Yeah, um, because the levels of the Premier League and that is a lot different to. The Argentinian league, with no disrespect, but I think yeah, no, I agree with you. There was there was definitely some glimpses of a player there, and he, in his short cameo, he did yeah, he showed a little bit. He did, he definitely got himself in the game and involved. Yeah, I agree. I just I just think he, if he plays in that sort of central role, he's obviously got quite a bit to learn. Off to be fair, he's got the likes of Anzufati around him now. 
uh, Pascal Gross as well. Um, so he's in good company in midfield. Uh, and especially going forward, we've got, as I say, Matoma, who I thought was actually very good yesterday. Adingra, who I thought was very good yesterday. Um, you know, we've, we've got a good attack force. We know that. This is, this is the thing. We've, we, we're so unbalanced as a side. We've got such a good attack. That's why I'm so satisfied with how we played sort of that boring football at times. Not boring at all to me, but boring to probably a neutral. Um, you know, if you're watching that game, you probably wouldn't have watched it properly. Um, but I think when I was watching, I was just thinking, this is perfect. This is exactly what we need to do. Just kill the game. Kill the game. Because we don't do that. Um, and that's part of the reason why I'm sort of got that more confidence with Fulham is, it, you know, if we can start to do that, whether for Bruggen or Steele, personally, just looking at the only thing on Steele, the only thing is that near post thing. Um, he had one actually yesterday where they hit the post from a near post um, shot. And they hit the post. That's it. I, I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> They cut in, hit the left foot. And I can't remember who it was because they don't put the names on the on the stadium, do they? For the Europa, so it confuses life. I mean, yeah, that's that's, um, yeah, that's frustrating. But yeah, when did they hit the post? Was that second mm-hmm. half? Um, yeah, second. God, I don't remember that. But yeah, number thirty-nine. Who's number thirty-nine? I don't even know. It's like going back <clears throat> to the championship, isn't it? You don't actually know who they are. You're just like number. Yeah, eight. number thirty-nine. Number? Um, yeah. Anyway, whoever it was, he cut inside, hit it left-footed. It hit the post. Uh, and it was that near post that Jason Steele notoriously isn't the best at. And I, I don't know why, because it was a bit like Matty Ryan, wasn't it? Matty Ryan was really, really suspect at his near post. Um, and that's probably one thing that you would say Verbruggen would definitely be able to do better. So for that reason alone, I mean, I'd probably be on team Verbruggen ahead of Fulham um, and just give him that run of games that I think he needs. But again, is he just too young or is he just being read that sort of being made ready for that first team i don't know mm. yeah I, i'd give the brugan a go because we need him to shake off the kind of shaky start that he's had for us really you know, the, like i said earlier mm. the clean sheet's probably done jason still's confidence the world are good um i'd like to give the brugan that chance to also get a clean sheet and turn it around for him because Let's not let's let's be real here. It hasn't been the best of starts for either keeper this season. They've had so many mistakes in them, mm. whether it be passing out from the back or just poor saves from Jason Steele. So, yeah, maybe give for Bruggen, give for Bruggen a shot uh, against Fulham. Mm. Yeah, no, I I I agree. Um, it'll be an interesting game to be honest. Because look, at the end of the day, I know that we were in a very lethargic podcast, so it's a bit of a one-sided thing. So Ben's making my job very very difficult today. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, just I'm about so it, right? sorry. It's an apology to everyone listening. I'm, Mate, I'm, yeah, like I, said, I may as well be doing this on my own. Like it's, it's you might as well be. It is not very easy. Um, I think you'd be good at it just doing a um, solo one, to be honest. I genuinely think you could probably do it. Yeah. Yeah, so do I, to be fair. I mean, I actually think I backed myself on that one. Did YouTube videos for a bit, didn't I? So I think I'll be all right. But um, yeah. I'm off to the press conference very soon, Ben. What would you ask Roberto De Zerbi on the back of last night? Uh, what drink did he have after the game? God's sake. <laughs> this is, see, this is the thing, right? Seagull Social is on his last legs, right? We need, we need some extra hosts out there. Um, can't just keep <laughs> what, calling what, them what would I ask? Jack. What would I ask Robert Zerbe? That's a good, that's a good question. <laughs> what would I ask him? I would ask him, um. And you've got to think about everyone else in the room because they'll probably ask something. 
generic. So you've got to think outside. I'd of ask the, him and say, question you've done. why didn't we sign Ezekiel Barco from Boca Juniors? I'd ask him that. And what do you think he'll say? <laughs> um, he would probably say, um, <laughs> I don't know Man City transfer, showed so in, actually, no, I suppose, yeah, I suppose Man City came in for interest, didn't they? And then that probably swayed, that changed his mind. He's probably going to go there in January, isn't he, at the end of the day? Which is a shame. But if you do play football manager and you've got the new one, you can pick him up for a cool nine million on as a release clause of football manager. So, yeah, there, there's a little, there's a fun tip for you. Um, what would I ask him legitimately? Is that what you're told to serve <laughs> well, Yeah, do you play football manager? Oh, that's actually probably what I'd ask. Yeah, do you, do you play football manager? But he probably does, he doesn't. No, he just goes to the gym. No, oh my! He God. loves the gym. Didn't you ask right, one my, of our my, interviews my, once? What's your favourite meal deal or something? And that that to this day remains one of the worst things I think you've ever said yeah, on the pod. Who was that? I too? think it was Anthony. Oh, no, was that or something? No, I, I think it was Nicky. And as soon as you said it, I wanted to curl up in a ball. No, I don't think I, he wasn't. Asking, it wasn't an English person because they were like, "Don't know. asking Anthony Knockout." I'm pretty sure it was Knockout. You know, mate, it will never leave me. When he said that, I remember just watching it back, thinking. Why in God's name did you say that? Like, <laughs> I think it would it would have been one of the Instagram questions that we got, though. To be fair, I don't think I would have just randomly said it. I mean, well, I hope so. I mean, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah. To be fair, but I just remember that question coming up. I think it was knocker, and I just thought. Mm. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I did. I maybe, did literally say to him that I used to rep him on Twitter, so maybe that was just as bad. What do you reckon? Um, yeah, that's bloody. Hell. What do you reckon? Uh, what do you, what meal deal do you reckon Robert Deserby has? I don't think he's ever had a meal deal in his life. I mean, I have a meal deal sitting outside the training ground every day. I'll probably have one today. Um, but I, I reckon I he's a hoisin, a hoisin duck wrap kind of guy. I think he, I think he'd have That's one of them. And then he'd have, like the, just hoisin he'd, prob- he'd probably get a naked drink just so he can get a bit of, you know, bang for his buck. You know, because they are. He was just naming my one. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Um, and then yeah. Would, I think he'd. Would he get crisps or would he get like a little snack? I reckon he'd get pepperoni or pe- pepperoni pepperoni. Nah, salt vinegar McCoy's slap different. Or Ugh. tangy cheese Doritos. Why are we having this conversation? Mate, we've just beaten Ajax in the champ in the in the Europa League. Right, the I know. We've we just I'm beaten sorry. Ajax in the Europa League. It's a momentous day for the football club. This is one this is the biggest result in in the club's history at, at the highest level that we've ever been at ever in our in our lives, right? <laughs> and we're we're talking about meal deals. I mean, so this is this is what I'm saying. This is why I was trying to really get some energy into Ben. I thought I could be the person to change this man this morning, but it seems as though I've faced the impossible task. However, you haven't thrown up so far, which is a result. I did before the pod, didn't I? Oh god! Oh my god! Right, if you're listening, right, we're going to wrap up this. But if you are listening to this, comment below. Some I want to hear some Ben analysis. I want to hear the hangover analysis. Um, I want to hear some real reviews on this podcast because it'd be very, very interesting. Oh it's probably a lot that we've missed and we'll end up mentioning um, maybe I'm even so tomorrow sorry. or maybe even later today and we'll just film another one when Ben's a little bit more alive. We'll upload this first and then we might even just do another episode pre-follow because I think it's very, very needed. Um, I might just do it on my own, Ben, if that's about you. I'll just, I'll just sit on my laptop yeah. after this and then just do another little quick episode. Um, but yes, I, I think it's worth noting. Look, it's a game where we needed to win we did win and it's a, it's a must win off the box that we can fi- finally say we beat a team that is worse than us don't get me wrong but we don't we don't normally cope with that so Brighton maybe have changed the corner you could argue I would 
probably be on the fence a little bit with that because obviously going into Fulham, it's another team that, again, we need to win in the league. We're in bad form. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a Brighton side that historically we struggle with these sort of moments. But I think hopefully this is the point where we've turned that corner. Um, I don't know about you, Ben, but looking at that 11, it gives me a lot more confidence now seeing those sort of partnerships forming, as we've said, as Maz said as well. A bit of consistency, try and keep the similar mm-hmm. 11. Um, I know it's not that easy with the amount of games that we've got, but um, we just need to try and find ourselves this season. Because I think as soon as we do, come January, come the end of the season, we're going to be in a very different spot. Qualify to the latter rounds of the, of the Europa League and you know the, the, the players are naturally just going to grow and mature with the squad. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to get ahead of myself. I know, he, again, on paper, being Ajax 2-0 was incredible. What an achievement. But also... They were terrible. So I'm not getting ahead of myself. I think like if we beat Fulham convincingly, then I'll be happy and thinking, yeah, we're coming out of the f- bad form that we're in. I know we played a lot of tough teams recently, so it's quite harsh saying it. <coughs> saying, <coughs> saying it's bad form. Um, but again, yeah, beating Fulham on Sunday will be a good mark for turning the page on this weird run that we've been on. Like you said, even the club and the players have been saying mm. it's been a weird run. They don't know what to put their fingers on it. We know we know why we've had this issue, um, a mixture of tough teams and also changing the team too much of our players. Uh, Lewis Dunk can't really say that, can he? So he's not going to admit that and no, come out against Deserby's selections. But maybe inside he knows that's why, probably does. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, what was your question? <coughs> Just about the, the team maturing, growing with the with the squad. I mean, naturally... I mean, this is how I look at it. It's nine months of our lives, isn't it? Every single season. Um, it's a whole nine months. People change a lot in nine months. And I think that when you've got a team as young as we've got in a in new sort of territory that we've never been in, very, very, very inexperienced, um, the more and more games that we play in the Europa League, um, it, you know, them three games a week, it's only going to be something that they're, they're going to pick up and, and get better at doing. Mm-hmm. Correct. Agree. <laughs> On that bombshell, oh, I think uh, I think uh, this this podcast run its course. If this was an interview and I was interviewing you for a job, I think this wouldn't have lasted the forty minutes we've managed to get it to. Um, but thank yeah. you. <laughs> no, it's been entertaining, mate. Thank you for um, giving me some entertainment. This I morning. hope it has for the listeners. I've enjoyed. Well. I've enjoyed watching your struggle across the other side of this. Um, I've got a jet off now, but. I'll see you very soon before the Fulham game. Are you, you going to be there? Will I see you there? Or are you working? I think you might be working on Sunday. I'm not working and I'm not going. Um, yeah. Plastic. I have, pla- plastic. I have plans. Plan the comments. Plastic. I have plans. Oh, do you? What's yeah, the plan? Busy. Just busy. <laughs> Enjoy your time, mate. Whatever you're doing. Um, <laughs> I'll see you then after Fulham. Um, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, make sure you follow and see your social socials. Comments below. Um, anything to do with Ben's awful form here. We need to see better from him. We need we need a bit of a review on it. Like it's a Spotify, but one that's a YouTube comment. Make sure you do all that. Um, and all joking aside. I was we'll so close to not turning and, up. Um, so, yeah. so cut me some slack. I was very close to when... I'll, I'll like, cut you. I'll make, I'm cutting so. you as much slack as you've been as you've been oh. due. Don't you worry about it. So when I said I'm setting <laughs> up, I was so close to following up the message saying I can't do this, but we are here and we've done it for somehow 45 ben, minutes. You can always so cheers, do Ryan, this for carrying this it's, podcast. It's okay.
no problem mate it's just it's yeah just actually the in the comments basis, say just a little bit more say, emphasize give ryan some love in the comments saying thanks for carrying ben oh well that'll do it's from ryan some love do you hear that guys that's nice isn't it right till then, we'll it love. cheers goodbye yeah bye 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 <laughs>